welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. I don't know if that's going to come out in the audio that I have voiceover on my um, mobile phone working. And so now she just announces whatever is on my phone. So let's try to turn it off real quick. Turn off voiceover. Turn off voiceover. Voiceover off. Okay, live action, folks. So I was going to say I have some good news and some bad news today. The good news is that I'm learning a little more about voiceover, and this is an an accessibility feature on Apple devices for people that are blind or visually impaired. So I'm learning how to use it so that I can um, read web pages and listen to my texts and everything, um, all using just my voice and my ears. So um, I was able to uh, listen to some news today, listen to an article being read for me, so a whole web page being read. I had figured out how to read paragraph by paragraph, uh, moving my finger, but I realized how to skip to a paragraph and read the whole web page from that point down. So that is a victory today. The bad news is that I had a really painful day. My head um, was feeling like the I woke up with the hangover feeling. And then um, throughout the day, I just, my head was really sensitive, which means I had uh, the rubber band feeling. I had some nausea. It was just right on the edge of just being miserable all day. And then this evening, right before dinner, I started getting sharp pains in the right side of my head. Um, it's like a little bit below my temple. So um, I've been dealing with that since a little before dinner, and I've still got it a bit. Um, the only thing that helps is to just close my eyes. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm closing my eyes um, as much as possible. It gets kind of lonely inside my head <laughs> with, with my eyes closed. So even more so, I need my podcast today. So that's the latest with my health, and um, what I wanted to talk about today is coping with overwhelming emotion. So there are two types of emotion. Some people believe that there are more than two types, but what I'm going to talk about are primary and secondary emotions. So that feeling, whatever that feeling is that you get right when something happens to you, like the result of an event, that is a primary emotion. And so the primary emotions, there are eight of them. And I think later on, they introduced like three more to the to the list. But um, the original primary emotions list, there's eight of them and they're anger, sorrow, joy, fear, disgust, guilt or shame, 
interest and surprise. So your primary feel, uh, primary emotions are instinctive emotions. Um, they happen right away and they uh, tend to be stronger than secondary emotions and um, they fade over time. And when they, since they fade over time, they uh, are impacted by our, uh, our thoughts and um, turn into or evolve, emerge into secondary emotions. So secondary emotions are reactions to our primary emotions. Our secondary remotion, emotions are learned uh, through our family or through our culture or through uh, our environment. And secondary emotions tend to be uh, kind of like a protection mechanism, but they can lead to unhealthy thoughts. And um, those, since they are kind of like an evolved primary emotion, secondary emotions tend to be harder to name and they last longer. So just to recap, the primary emotion is a reaction to an event and the secondary emotion is a product of our feelings. And these are the ones that interfere with the present moment. They're emotions that um, get us distracted. But although that is the case, these are the ones that can be managed. So when you have a secondary emotion, you can typically pinpoint it to a primary emotion that set it off. So I'll talk about, uh, I'll pair a couple primary and secondary emotions up for you in a minute. So uh, the if you can take time to look at a secondary emotion, for example, jealousy, which was not on the primary emotion list, if you take some time to figure out what it was that happened that caused you to be jealous, then you can better take action that, um, that is helpful. Instead of having unhealthy thinking like jealousy, you can, if you can pinpoint it back to a primary emotion like fear, so Let's say I'm jealous of another uh, peer of mine, another director of mine, because um, I'm actually just fearful that he is going to be my boss's favorite or something like that. So that fear is what caused the jealousy. And if I'm aware that it is fear that caused the jealousy, then it's fear that I need to manage, not the jealousy. Um, 
So unhealthy responses are often tied to overwhelming secondary emotions. Um, Secondary emotions can lead to unhealthy coping mechanisms, and we disconnect from our values. So those values that I talked about that are important to me, one of them was communication. That's the one that keeps sticking out in my head. But um, if I am dealing with a secondary emotion like jealousy, then it's, it's quite often going to disconnect me from that value. So I may, I may kind of isolate myself or stop communicating to my boss or that other uh, director because, um, because I'm jealous, you know, so it's pulling me away from my, my value of communication. So before I talk about unhealthy coping mechanisms, here are some examples of some primary emotions with their secondary emotions that result from them. And I'll try to give some examples. So when you feel joy, uh, joy would be the primary emotion. And I may feel uh, uh, joyful because I had a great day. You know, I set my agenda up for the day so that I wasn't bored and feeling sorry for myself that I can't do all these things that I uh, used to be able to do due to my vision impairment. And so when I feel that initial feeling of joy, it it's very impactful. It's very deeply uh, felt, and but yet it doesn't last very long. What lasts is a feeling of hopefulness. So when I feel joy one day because I really had a great day, I filled it with some fun, um, fun activities and projects for myself, then the result of that is hopefulness. So hopeful is the secondary emotion. So another one is fear. So if I am fearful of standing up in front of a room of uh, my peers, then that is going to cause anxiety. That's a big one that I experience a lot of times. So the primary emotion is actually fear. And anxiety is the result of that. So what I want to manage is the fear. How can I reduce the fear of getting in front of my peers in public speaking? Because if I can manage that fear, then the, as a result, the anxiety will, uh, will dissipate. So um, I've already talked about fear and jealousy. Obviously, that's one that I may or may not have dealt with in the past. Um, Another one is sadness. So sadness is uh, a primary emotion that I feel like, man, I have felt sadness a lot in my life. I feel like uh, it has really... Um, 
owned me, you know, sadness. And so sadness, though, is something that is a result of an event. So let's say um, I have recently experienced sadness. And uh, what I experienced is that a very close friend of our family, her husband passed away days ago. And it was all of a sudden, and it was just um, devastating, devastating. And my sadness was immediately, as, as soon as I heard that he had passed, my sadness was immediate. And that sadness quickly evolved into empathy. And so I have an, I have, I was going to say an issue or a problem, and, and I don't know that it is a problem. I tend to experience an extraordinary amount of empathy for somebody, for other people. When, when she initially lost her husband, that, that reaction that I have from my sadness is to put myself in her shoes. And I think about her daughter is, is the exact same age as my daughter. And I think about what life must look like for her um, sitting in her shoes. So the empathy is the thing that I carry with me. And it's the, it's the feeling that I'm trying to manage. The sadness is, is, uh, I'm kind of thinking about this as I, as I talk about it, which is what I do every, every podcast, but the sadness is the thing that happened right away, but it's, it almost goes into or leads to a depressive state or empathetic state. And that is what I sit in for days, weeks, sometimes years, depending on what event um, kicked it off. Another primary emotion is surprise. So an example of a secondary emotion that is a reaction from surprise would be confusion. Um, I can relate to that example as if somebody surprises me, I am often unable to think of what I'm going to say. You know, I... I'm almost like, wait, what was I doing? Um, so that confusion is the secondary reaction, and that's the one that lasts a little bit longer. That one's really easy for me to picture because surprise is obviously like, bam, it happens right away at an event, and then the confusion lasts much longer. So those are some of some of the examples of primary and secondary emotions. So what I thought about were what are some common 
unhealthy coping mechanisms that I have experienced when I'm trying to deal with overwhelming emotions. So here are some things that that I have done over the years. I the, I think the main one is is I spend a great deal of time thinking and worrying about possible uh, future pains, mistakes, and problems, or past pains, mistakes, and problems. I, I have always been very challenged staying in the present moment, in the day. And in my sobriety recovery, I more and more uh, am... Uh, practice that and am learning how to do it better and better. But um, man, it's it's a challenge. In my stroke recovery, I spend I I did spend a lot of time the first year thinking about the fact that I had a stroke, like being being afraid that it was going to happen again, being afraid that I'm going to end up dying before I'm 50, Um, thinking about how I'm never going to be the same person that I was before. Regardless of whether or not I make a full recovery or not, but mostly if I don't make a full recovery, um, which is unhealthy. It's unhealthy for me to, to spend so much time thinking and worrying about what has happened and what will happen. That is an unhealthy coping mechanism. Another thing that I do, uh, that I have done, and I still do a lot, is isolate myself from other people in order to avoid, either avoid talking to them about a specific topic, avoid, I find that I will isolate myself to avoid somebody else trying to cheer me up because I don't want to be cheered up because depression feeds on itself. So my coping mechanism is to just isolate myself. And um, and so what I was just thinking is coping really is just managing the feeling. It doesn't mean dealing with the feeling or facing the feeling. It's coping with, with the emotion. Another thing that I've done all too much in my life is make myself numb with alcohol and drugs. Um, I don't talk a lot about taking pills, but that is part of my story. It's not a huge part of my story, but towards the end, um, when the alcohol wasn't getting me drunk enough, I started taking um, my prescription medication in ways that were not prescribed. 
Another way of coping is avoiding dealing with the problem. And I think I would relate that to having my stroke and over the past two years just being in denial. And I just stopped going to the neurologist. I I, I just can't even... I don't get it. You know, sometimes we're so insane. <laughs> and uh, so my coping mechanism was to act like everything was okay, like nothing was wrong. So avoiding dealing with what, uh, dealing with your problem, um, using food to punish myself by not eating. That is one that, um, that I've done in the past. And I think my weight loss that I'm dealing with right now, I don't believe is from punishing myself. I think it's because of being in a bit of a depressive state. So um, that isolation also most often is paralleled with me not eating. And it's not because I don't... um, that I don't think I deserve to be happy, but because I lose my appetite when I'm not happy. Um, and then the, the last, or one, the second to the last one I have is avoiding pleasant activities. Um, like I said, isolating myself from others, but also, you know, I'm invited to go to an event, a picnic or something fun. And I will say no, instead of yes. And the reason why is because I get that feeling that I don't deserve to feel better. Depression feeds on itself. And the last one I have is just resigning myself to the fact that I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life, you know, resigning to the fact that I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life. And that's something that I have been dealing with as well and fighting. So those are some un, some common unhealthy coping mechanisms. So the next thing I have are some healthy perspectives on emotion. So this is a good way to try to counteract some of those coping mechanisms. So the first one is that emotions are not uh, good or bad. They're not right or wrong. They just are. They just exist. And it's not helpful for me to judge my emotions. The second is there's a difference between having an emotion and doing something or acting on that emotion. Next, emotions don't last forever. So no matter what you're feeling, this is what I've been talking about in past episodes about knowing that there's an, uh, another side, that there's something that exists on the other side of the mountain and you will get to it. Uh, there will be a different emotion that eventually takes the place 
of the emotion that you're feeling right now. You won't feel the emotion forever. Um, feeling sad. Ugh. Like when my friend passed away um, a year and a half ago, I never, ever thought that I would be able to just lift my head and just go on. I, it spent, I spent a year and a half not doing that, just feeling so, I don't know, just remorseful that I didn't, I couldn't do anything. You know, I was blaming myself, all of these primary emotions, all the secondary emotions, I was feeling all that shit. And, um, I really did not think that it was going to end. And it that's that's an interesting concept is is the very emotion that you are feeling is keeping you away from understanding that that emotion isn't going to last forever. When one strong emotion comes, you don't have to act on it. All you need to do is recognize it. And I've talked, I talked about it yesterday. I've talked about it several times in the episodes of this podcast is name it. Um, the best thing that you can do rather than reacting to an emotion is name it. And the reason why is is because number one, it causes you to pause and you can't react to an emotion if you are in the process of pausing and thinking of a word to call it. So that's, that's one. And I don't know what this, I said one, like I was going to say a second, (laughs) a number two, but I, mine's blank. So no number two, but (laughs) Uh, You don't have to act on your emotion. Um, Emotions are not facts. Emotions are very powerful and they feel like the truth. But remember, emotions are choices and are stories that we tell ourselves. And finally, you can't get rid of emotions because emotions actually serve really important survival functions. So uh, one thing that I've talked to my son about is how medication that people are treated for depression and anxiety will will lessen emotions and sometimes we're prescribed so much uh, uh, such a high dosage that we don't feel anything we feel like we're not riding any emotional wave and and what's the fun in that so the the goal with these medications is and there's so many out there uh, there's there's a cocktail for you. Um, there's so many out there that that uh, my mind went blank again. I'm sorry. It's because my head hurts really bad. So I 
whenever my head hurts really bad, um, I tend to lose my train of thought. Um, it started, that's one of my stroke symptoms. So we're going to get through this together though. So, um, I'm going to abandon what I was just talking about because I have lost my train of thought and I'm sorry about that. That's the way it goes when you're listening to <laughs> a stroke survivor do a podcast. Okay. So to round this out, the last thing I'm going to do is talk about, uh, tolerance skills. And so this is the acronym is accepts and that's A C C E P T S. And these are ways to help you tolerate emotions. It's almost like, uh, I guess it's, it's positive, healthy coping skills. So I've talked about unhealthy co- coping that I've done in the past. So these are positive, healthy coping skills. So, uh, except, so A is activities. Activities for me has stood for hobbies. I have lots of hobbies. And I remember when I first got sober, um, or actually before I got sober, I was really, um, I was really, I can't think of the word, of course, uh, Let's try this. Um, and uh, sorry, sorry, it's happening. Um, when I was be- so before I got sober, I acknowledged. I'm picking words that are easy for me to remember. I I acknowledged that my uh, that the males in my life had lots of hobbies and I did not have many hobbies at all. And my girlfriends and I would talk about how the men always had hobbies and we didn't have hobbies. And so I have found since I got sober and in recovery that I have acquired a lot more hobbies Um, another activity that many people rely on when they're in recovery is work. And, um, I think it's important to throw out a caution with that because that is precisely what I did over the past two years as I was in denial about the severity of my stroke. And I'm reminded of the severity of the stroke as I'm doing this podcast and I'm having challenges finding my words. So we're going through the acronym ACCEPTS. The, the first C is contributing. So focusing on someone or something other than yourself in order to cope with an emotion. It's a good distraction And it's also often helpful to learn from yourself as you provide help to others or mentoring to others. I do that 
a lot. And I think that's why this podcast is helpful to me in my leadership role at work. I will take my own advice a lot of times. Sometimes I'll hear something come out of my mouth and I'm like, huh, that was, <laughs> that was genius. <laughs> so, um, so contributing by focusing on someone else. The next C is comparisons. So look at your situation and compare it to a time when you were worse off or in more pain. Um, so coping with the fact that I'm really frustrated right now with my head hurting really bad, um, I'm thinking of comparing it to the severity of when I had to go into detox and how challenging that was as well. Um, we're getting through this. I'm sorry, my head hurts really bad. Emotions is the next one. Doing something that will uh, create a competing emotion. So if you're feeling sad, watch a funny movie. If you're feeling nervous, then listen to some soothing music or the Calm app. Next, pushing away. So we want to push away the negative thoughts. And I have uh, the best way to do that, and that's that God box that I talk about all the time. Write it down on a piece of paper and stick it in the box and shut the box. Another way that you can do if you don't want to have a God box is uh, write something down on a piece of paper and crumple it up and throw it in the trash can because that's really a good representation also of throwing away whatever it is that that isn't serving you well. You don't need it. You know, you throw it away. It's trash. And next is thoughts. So when your emotions take over, practice mindfulness. I talked about mindfulness yesterday so spend 10 minutes and try to keep bringing your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings back to where your body is instead of out there wherever the pain and the suffering and the stress is. And the last one is sensation. So when you have an emotion that is really severely distracting you, it is recommended that you engage your other senses. So pick up a piece of ice and hold on to it. And then you'll be able to really pull your mind back into the present moment and the <laughs> chilling pain in your hand. Um, or uh, eat, eat a, a lime or suck on a lemon or something like that. That kind of, that just made my mouth water. Um, that will also bring you back to the present moment. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and end uh, the podcast. I did have some, uh, some issues today, but I still enjoyed it and I hope you did too. So I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>